Welcome to No Picks After Dark. It's your boy Nick Burke, and you are now tuned in to the hottest podcast in the world with Aaron Dante, giving you the hottest interviews with the dopest people, sharing their experiences from your neighborhood all around to the world. Voted Best Baltimore Podcast by you, the listeners. Now, your host, Aaron Dante. Yo, Aaron, talk to him. Welcome to No Picks at the Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. And again, I'm so happy that you're back listening to this number one podcast in the Baltimore, Baltimore County, the whole Washington DMV area. I really appreciate you guys. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite parts of the show, I get to bring on my, one of my favorite comedians, Mr. Ivan Martin for the Ivan Minute. What's going on, Ivan? What's going on, beautiful people? We have made it. Week three, we are here. And I just want to say congratulations to all those lucky people that received a stimulus. Yeah, give it up for yourself. Give it up one more time. Pat yourself on the back. Because times was getting hard out here in the streets, man. Times was getting real hard. I was just walking down the street. And I'm not biased or nothing like that. I buy loose ones from everybody. So it was a white man standing on the corner next to all these other type of people. And he was selling a loose one. And I was like, you know what? I have never seen a white man sell a loose one. So I walked up to the gentleman. And I started to pull out my dollar. And John Waters looked me straight in the face and said, one or two cigarettes. I was like, oh, my God, times must be hard. So if you are a artist, follow your dreams. That's all I'm saying. Follow your dreams. As soon as I bought two loose ones, I was like, you know what, man? I need to get on the other side of town. I'm going to go ahead, catch me a hack real quick. I put the finger out there. Boom, caught me a hack. I'm having a good old time talking to the lady. lady was a nice lady. Said she had a job in the city. Said things was nice. Said she worked for the city for a while. And due to some little, you know, misunderstandings and stuff like that, she said she wouldn't get along with her boss. You know, same old stuff. You know, we were just talking. She let me out at my stop. And I said, thank you, miss. And Sheila Dixon turned around and said, you welcome, baby. <laughs> Times is getting hard out here. Like, it's, people was getting evicted left and right. You know the Natty Bow man over there in the Brewers Hill? Like, the, the man when you ride by on the expressway, sometimes he'll wink at you. Do you know the little man at the top, the little red man, Natty Bow man? Times is so hard, he had his eyes closed next time I rode by. <laughs> so watch this. And go ahead and cash your stimulus check. I'm Ivan Martin. Peace. Appreciate Mr. Ivan Martin. Best in Baltimore 2020. Best comedian in Baltimore. Heart of the city, Mr. Ivan Martin. I really appreciate you coming over to Ivan Minute. Can't wait to hear what you got next week for us. And folks, we are out. Outstanding. Hey. All right, we'll be back. Bye. Visit your neighborhood sanctuary and do wellness for a luxurious experience for everybody. Treat yourself and a loved one with a massage, facial, or an entire day of pampering with our deluxe spa day packages that include lunch from the restaurant next door, fire and rice. For more information on booking or purchasing gift cards, visit their website at indowellness.com or call at 443-438-4048. They look forward to welcoming you and your loved ones to their beautiful new space at Soha Union, located at 4801 Harper Road, Suite 1. Welcome back to the Notepicks After Dark podcast. Again, I'm your host, Aaron Dante. And today we uh, have my one of my favorite parts of the show is Miss Natasha Mennett. And uh, again, her name is Miss Natasha Alxerod, lawyer and legal expert. And I can't wait to hear what she has for us today. Hey, Aaron. Um, thanks for having me as always. Today I want to talk a little bit about some basics surrounding constitutional rights. You know, what they mean, what they don't mean. I see a common misconception that you just have constitutional rights against anyone and everyone, and that is just not true. Uh, We really only have constitutional rights to enforce against the government. 
So the Constitution generally only applies to the government and generally does not apply to private conduct. Now, private conduct means private actors, we call them, like you and me, we're not the government, private businesses that aren't the government or businesses and entities and, and persons who are not intertwined or associated with the government, truly private businesses and people really don't have to comply with the Constitution. Now, there's an exception to this with law. There's always an exception, you learn. Um, but the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery, of course, does prohibit some type of private conduct. So that is an exception to this kind of general rule that the Constitution only applies to government conduct. The 13th Amendment is, is that exception. But generally speaking, typically only applies to the government. And so the Constitution and constitutional rights are hugely about what the government can and cannot do. Can they infringe on a right with a certain law? Um, and so this means you only have constitutionally enforceable rights against the government. And you can make a claim for constitutional rights against the government if you believe the constitutional right has been infringed. A way to illustrate this is a common misconception about the First Amendment and freedom of speech. So social media, those claiming that social media platforms are censoring or oppressing speech, this is a really common occurrence these days of, you know, the debate over social media companies and speech, but also people just claiming that they're being censored or oppressed. So take Twitter, for example, that either bans someone from the platform or removes a tweet these would not be First Amendment claims against Twitter because Twitter is a private company, not the government, and generally not subject to the Constitution. So while you don't have these constitutionally enforceable rights against private businesses or persons, there may be other legal rights that come into play. So both federal and state laws that require certain conduct and may grant various legal rights that you can enforce against private actors uh, when they don't comply with that required conduct by law. So that's just separate. You know, it's not a constitutional right you'd be enforcing in those instances. It's a legal right that's been created by law. And another way to illustrate this is the guaranteed equal protection of the laws in the Constitution, which generally prohibits racial and other types of discrimination, but only by the government. It wouldn't prevent a private business from discriminating against someone, such as firing someone on the basis of race. And so you kind of look at that, you're like, oh my God, how can that be? But this is where the law comes in because Congress has passed anti-discrimination laws like the Civil Rights Act that do protect against discrimination by private businesses. So this is an example of constitutional concepts that Congress or the states can apply to laws, even though it's not coming from the Constitution directly. It's not a constitutional right you would be enforcing against a private business, but it's nevertheless a legal right that's been created that protects. Uh, protects you in some way, in this case, from discrimination in, in, the, in these laws. So even though it contains some constitutional concepts, it's a legal right, not a constitutional right. Nevertheless, we have protections there as well under the law. So laws are just, you know, it's how we hold people and businesses accountable generally as well. You get in a car accident, you want to sue the driver of their vehicle for negligence, state law gives you that right. And, you know, the civil system, a lot of it is holding people accountable for their conduct. Um, and there are some exceptions to this general rule, of course, as I say, there's always exceptions in the law. Every time you want to state, the first thing you learn in law school, anytime you want to state that something is always the case, it's almost never the case, always. 
<laughs> so there's always got to be a caveat there, which makes people who don't practice law really frustrated because lawyers are always saying, well, it depends. And well, here's the exception. Here's the general rule, but I'm going to give you three exceptions that are rarely applied, but they do exist. You know, so <laughs> I recognize that frustration that a lot of people have with the law, but some of the kind of exceptions to this are, it's not that private conduct itself would necessarily be subject to the constitution and have to comply with it. It's that if there's a kind of an association with government or an intertwinement with government or a private person is performing some kind of public function, there can be exceptions. It's a very nuanced area of law. It's called the state action doctrine. I mention it because I like people to have just that brief overview and know that, you know, you can state general concepts, but I also think it's important to kind of mention the nuances so people aren't, you know, when they discover it someday, they're like, wait a minute. But I was told that, you know, um, the information I was given is that this is the rule. And it's like, it's the general rule, but I always feel like I have to mention just those little exceptions just because they do exist. And, uh, but that's generally a little bit about who the Constitution applies to and who we have constitutional rights against uh, being the government. Wow, you just um you dropped a lot of jewels and gems, and uh, I'm so happy that I could hear that. That was amazing to hear. Thank you so much for giving us your legal legal expertise. And where can people find you on social media and follow you? They can find me at at Natasha Axelrod. It's at Natasha underscore Axelrod on Instagram, and at Natasha Axelrod on Twitter with no underscore. Confusing, I know. Um. And then also on YouTube, I have a channel called The Legal Blonde, uh, Natasha Axelrod. That's awesome, folks. Hey, go check her out on all her social sites. And I'm so excited that you're on the season again. And we really appreciate you giving us those jewels and gems. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here, Aaron. All right, folks. And we'll be right back after these messages. This portion of the episode is sponsored by Maggie's Farm, located at 4341 Harvard Road. Celebrate Valentine's Day at Maggie's Farm featuring a three-course prefix menu for $55. Offering a unique menu for this special day that will include an amazing steak option, rockfish, handcraft cocktails, and many more delectable choices. Wine pairings for each course are available for just $20 more. Make this Valentine's Day unforgettable with Maggie's Farm Dining Experience. Open for dinner from 4 p.m. until 10 p.m., Wednesday through Saturday and serving brunch Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Check out Maggie's Farm on Instagram and Facebook for daily and weekly food specials. Hey, welcome folks back to the new Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host again, Aaron Dante. Uh, we have, the, for the main event today, uh, this lady is crushing it out here. I mean, I found out about her through some mutual friends and they were like, you got to interview her. She's got things going on. She's blowing up. She has this makeup line. She's doing so many different things. So I'm like, all right, I got to find out, do my homework and research who this person is. But without further ado, Ms. Jojo, how are you doing today? Welcome to the podcast. Good. Thanks so much for having me. I mean, this lady has, I'm going to break it down. She's Rachel Ray interview, okay? She's a TikTok extraordinaire. I mean, she's blowing up on TikTok. Uh, she has um, Soulless Beauty, CEO of Soulless Beauty. She also has a co-host of Talk That, talk, what is it, talk that Talk Uncensored, correct? Mm-hmm. 
I'm happy to get five minutes to talk to her. So you see all these things <laughs> she's juggling right now. So again, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I mean, her bio was long. We might be here all day if I had to buy it. <laughs> but um, tell the listeners a little bit about you. Uh, where are you from? I know you mean you're Baltimore local, but where are you? Are you originally from Baltimore? Give, give the listeners something. Sure. So I actually grew up in Chevy Chase, Montgomery County, um, closer to DC. And um, from there, once I graduated high school, I went to school, Loyola University in Maryland, so Baltimore. And from there, I, um, I had moved out to PG, but I was already kind of going to school here. Um, once I graduated Loyola, I got my first job and I stayed here in Baltimore. So I've been here for like seven years now, which is crazy. Um, not including my undergrad years, but, and then from there, yeah, I love it. Absolutely like love it here. And this is the place where I call home. Okay, okay. So let's talk about me. So you went to Loyola, went to Loyola for undergrad. You went in for grad too, didn't you? Or yes. See, I read I your bio. I read your bio. I had to do my homework. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I, had do, I had to do my homework because I mean, you got a lot of things going on, so I don't want to trip sometimes, up. Sometimes even I forget. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what was like when you got out of college? What was your dream job? What did you always want to do? Wow. So like when I got out of, so I majored in international business and I got a minor in um, communications, multimedia. And honestly, right after school, my dream job probably would have been to work at Ralph Lauren. Like that has always been like top of my list for various reasons. I love fashion, um, but I also love the business side to it. Um, Ralph Lauren is like a classic brand, but they also have this like huge international presence that I love. So that was, that probably would have been, I could have told you too, that like, I was like, I see myself in New York city, you know, and pursuing more over that realm of like, whether it was like fashion, but more over the business side to it. Um, and instead, you know, I got a job in accounting <laughs> at an engineering firm, you know, so, so you know, same, <laughs> um, it was a little different, but that probably would have been how I describe my dream job. Um, but reality is that I went another route and I still, I'm happy with the decisions that I made right after school. Okay. So you are a big time entrepreneur, huge, you know, you I mean, I look on the gram, I look everywhere, you got things going on, you got shoots going, photo shoots. I'm like, man, 24 hours in a day, you making that work. When did you get the entrepreneurial itch? Like, when did you like say, I want to be my own boss? Was that something that maybe your family, somebody your family had or something that was in the past? Like, where did that itch come from? Yeah, um, honestly, it has, I've had it since I was a kid, honestly. And I do think that it was ingrained in me through my family. So like my immediate family were all very entrepreneurial. And I remember growing up to my father, like um, from a very young age, he like sat me down, taught me how to like balance a check, check a checkbook back when that was like the thing to do. <laughs> um, he would make me, like he would make me like read the newspaper. Granted, he would do that a lot. Like he would make me read it out loud in Spanish. And it was all like building me to like have different skills, right? Um, from there as well, like I always saw him, he was doing a lot of different things. Same thing with my mom. Like my mom never stood still. 
Um, and then she went into cosmetology and then she started having her. And prior to like, when you're growing up, like I, my mom had her own business in her house. Granted for me, it was just like, oh, that's the little, this is the salon room, you know? But now looking back, I'm like, no, she was, you know, had a little salon in our house. And that really got me into makeup and, and just anything that came down to appearances because my mom was super, super big on that. And then even so, I have two older brothers. Um, both my older brothers have always been very much entrepreneurial. My oldest brother, while I was in middle school, started his own company. And this is like right before um, like the e-commerce boom, like when the internet was like super new, started um, an e-commerce business. So, and then honestly, it was a family affair because when they would have, when he would have to ship out orders, it was like, okay, all hands on deck. <laughs> Um, so I honestly think that it was just ingrained in me. And then even when people would ask me, like, I still thought I wanted to be like a pediatrician or a psychologist, but like, I always knew that I was going to be a businesswoman too. So to, for me, like I said, I think it was just ingrained in me and just seeing everyone around me and knowing that that's also what I wanted to do because I learned about, again, money at a young age. And I just, I love that sense of, um, of like ownership of like being able to like you control how much money you make and so i always kind of like had that in the back of my head i love that you just mentioned something very important and i wish a lot more families did that was teaching their kids how to balance a checkbook teaching their kids how to run a business teaching them the value of a dollar understanding how things you know you know debits credits things that you really need to know how to you know and that's Awesome that your dad was like, read that paper out loud. Like, understand. Yeah. Because now you think back about it, you're like, that made sense. It didn't make sense when you were doing it. But right. now you're like, I'm more equipped. I understand what's going on. So kudos to your, your parents. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. Shout out to mom and pop. Shout out to them. Um, so when you said, okay, so you decided you wanted your own business. How long ago did you start when you were like, I'm going to do my own thing besides my nine to five? When did you start? When, when, when did that come in your mind like I want to do it yeah so I had been working so I graduated 2013 I had been working let's say like around four years post graduating mm -hmm. and I was um a digital marketing manager and like I was like I'm a fast learner and I also very ambitious so I started grasping everything and anything that I could and so I was like featured in like the Baltimore Business Journal. And once I started getting um, all this like traction, I began to like really sit down. And when I would talk to people, this is when I first started blogging. And when I would talk to small businesses and when I would interview people, um, they would always pick my brain, you know? And so one of the most like valuable um, conversations I had was with my boss at the time while I was working full time. And she's the VP of marketing. And so she sat with me and she was like, hey, I'm going to tell you something. Because again, she saw how much I was doing at the company, how much I was doing outside of work. And she was like, you know, um, people to a certain extent will always pick your brain, but that's essentially consulting. You know, you, you are taking time and your expertise and sitting with someone and really like helping them. And I know you love, because I do, like I, I'll do this for free, right? Like I will... I just want to see everybody win. And I just like want to see everybody just like pursue what they love. Mm -hmm. So when she like sat down and she was just like, you really need to think about this. She kind of planted a seed where I was like, wow, 
it's true. You know, I could really do this. And so I was like, I can just begin consulting at the same time. I've also, I've had this idea and this is where the solstice came. I kept going back and forth with it, back and forth with it. And, um, solstice originally started with like, um, handmade accessories and like just unique, um, jewelry from all over the world. And that planted, like, so that started again, I'm Salvadorian. So growing up, I would always go back and forth. And so when I was in El Salvador, I would see such beautiful jewelry, handmade items. And then I would come back to the States and be like, this doesn't exist here. And if it does, it's like way overpriced. And at the same time, it's not paying homage to my culture or any culture for that matter. Um, so during this time is kind of where I began cultivating that, um, that idea. And like I said, it started off with that versus cause beauty came after when I was like, you know what, I'm also going to do solstice beauty. Okay. <laughs> and so solstice originally started with just, just that. Um, so I took, a you know, a leap of faith and I was just like, all right, I, um, normally you give a two week notice, but again, my, the company I was working for, it was an amazing relationship. Like I love them and they also knew me. So I had a good amount of time to kind of set my deadlines. And from there I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this. So I started consulting on my own. Um, and so I started my own consulting business from there. And then I kept working on solstice because that took a, a much longer time to develop. But when I started consulting, oh man, it was like amazing. Like the first brand that I consulted with was for Pandora jewelry. And so that, again, it was almost like divine, right? Like I always give like <laughs> God or, you know, the universe, like it was, it was very divine because I knew I wanted to do stuff with like handmade accessories and jewelry. And then to get my, the contract for Pandora jewelry and to like mm -hmm. really go into a business that's doing it well. Wow. I learned so much and I grasped everything that I needed to grasp there while also helping them, you know? Mm -hmm. And so from there, honestly, um, I've consulted for like Berkshire Hathaway. Um, and I'm really big on like learning about real estate. So it's just been very, very intentional. Um, and consulting worked out for me because I get bored easily. <laughs> So all these projects I was having were very intentional, but I was working and I was kind of like, um, I learned then of like, okay, this is great and it's all fun, but it is so much work. Mm -hmm. And the other side to it that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about, right, is I like you, yes, you spend, you spend so much time and much more time in your own business. But at some point as well, you know, you have to kind of think of like, yeah, it, it, it is worthwhile. Like I'm making money and I'm making the money I want to make. But like, what is it that I value the most? And for me, you know, I started I started really missing like a team. And so that like working in a team and like figuring things out. So that was kind of like now in this year where I'm at, like I'm back at a full time. I work for a startup and Again, I need to like sharpen my tools, like sharpen my marketing tools because I work in marketing. And at the same time as well, just like learn, again, team setting and working for like a common goal that also is. So I, I don't know, I go back and forth with like being an entrepreneur and also being a worker because I totally understand the value and love being an entrepreneur. But I always like tell people like, 
pause. Um, if you want to do something, don't not only just like leap, but really think about it and really think about what it is that you want to get out of that. That was a really long answer for what you had. No, no, you no, you hit it right on the head because people think uh, being an entrepreneur is a glorified thing. I'm my own boss. I can do whatever I want to do or do this and that, but they don't, they only see the shining light. Mm -hmm. They don't see the behind the scenes day in, day out work that you're doing, that you're putting in those hours that you're working until one or two o'clock in the morning, working hard. And a lot of people probably don't know that they probably see like, Oh wow, she's got her stuff together, but they don't see really where the real work is being done. Right. And I liked how you have talked about that. I like how, you were like, I kind of missed the office. You missed the, missed the people setting, the office setting yeah. kind of, and being, you know, because you're, you're, you're an extro, extrovert, correct? Yeah, I've accepted <laughs> that I'm an extrovert. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was guessing. I was guessing on that one. All right, folks, and we'll be right back after these messages. This portion of the episode is sponsored by Found Studio Shop. Looking for unique gifts curated by an artist? Shop online at foundstudioshop.com and explore a delightful selection of gifts for Valentine's Day. Handmade jewelry, ceramics, cards, and more. Or pamper yourself or your loved ones with candles, gift boxes, and locally made bath and body products. All of this and more is available for shipping or local pickup at Red Canoe in Northeast Baltimore. Browse whenever the mood strikes at foundstudioshop.com. You start off in jewelry, which is awesome. Pandora, how did I, how did you even? Because that's a that's a worldwide brand. Yeah. How did you even connect with them? I mean, how did it even happen? They reached out to me. Wow. So, yeah, through you know, there are so many powerful tools nowadays. Like LinkedIn has been amazing, um, and also just having um, you know references and people that. And again, by this time, I was blogging, and so having. A similar portfolio like I said um someone always told me like if you're not doing it for free like do you really love it like I was doing this for free right like I was going to different restaurants I was going to different boutiques and I was writing about them right and and reviewing them and telling my followers about them granted I didn't have that many followers but it didn't matter I mean if I'm telling five people you know mm -hmm. um people get so hung up on numbers and all this stuff but so I was, I was doing it for free and then I had, you know, I kind of built my own portfolio. So when they reached out to see if I, if I was interested, um, it just, yeah, it just, it just worked. And I had, like I said, I had the references, I, I was ready for it. So, um, from then on, yeah, I went, I went to work with them and I learned so much, so much. And it also made me realize as well that I'm also not like a corporate you know, a corporate America type of girl. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it, I was like, wow, this is great because this is a contract and I'm done with it. Um, it is, it is not, I don't think it's the realm, which is hence why I'm at a, I'm at, I'm at a startup right now and I love it. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. So where did the beauty part come in? Where did that come from? Because so I'm curious, because yeah. like now you threw a, you threw me a curveball, so I gotta pivot myself on the on the on the, on the interview. So you went from jewelry that was, that was that, and then you went to makeup. So how did how did that merge? Like as you say, you yeah. always, you always, your mom makes sure everybody look good and whatnot from home. You know, back from back in the day. But how did that even come into play? 
Yeah, mm -hmm. so, um, all right. So again, thinking about, so what I've always thought about is what am I good at, right? Or what do people know me for? Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, that's my expertise, you know? And people always ask me, because I spend so much money <laughs> on beauty products. Um, I started getting, and I would get, and I loved it, right? So many um, questions. And like every time my friends would go to Sephora or any Ulta, they'd be like, what should I get? <laughs> mm. Or, hey, I need to try this new foundation. Or, hey, what's this? And I mean, again, if you go into um, my makeup kit, like the, you just, it's, it's endless. So once I began to like really like, think about, oh my goodness, everyone's in. So lipstick has always been my thing. That has literally, since I was a kid, there is no color I won't try um, and advocate for. Like, <laughs> and so even in college, like it was just, it, I just was known for it. Um, fast forward to my friends, um, we went to Sephora and I spent so much money, you know, and, and no regrets, right? That's the, that's the sad point, no regrets. Um, one of my favorite shows is Sex of the City. And so Carrie Bradshaw says, mm -hmm. like, I rather eat, like, I rather buy a Vogue than eat dinner. And like, literally, that's how sometimes I feel. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. well, this feeds my soul. <laughs> so we go. And then both of them are sitting there and they're like, oh my God, like for the amount of money you spend there, like you just need to start making your own. And I was like, <laughs> not mm -hmm. a bad idea. <laughs> mm -hmm. So then I literally posed the question. Um, but before I posed the question, I started researching and that's where that piece came in. And it was literally like, I started researching. And then once I go in this rabbit hole, it's <laughs> over. I went in the rabbit hole, I started researching. And then like, once I started like learning and then the stats really like killed me because I'm like, wow, the beauty industry, literally the people that spent the most money on it is black and Latina women. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you look at our cultures, right? And I mean, it's, it's literally like I, I, me go like going to the grocery or getting ready. Like I always, I put like makeup on, like I, I love it. And I feel like my whole family is like, <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, wow, we don't own much of anything and I'm like okay no see no people are not about to benefit off of a huge piece of like our culture right or what we love to do so then um red is like a signature shade um but for myself it's like I just always love wearing red lipstick so I started making it um I wanted it to be vegan because like my my thought and everything is like hey if there are alternatives to help our earth, like, why wouldn't I do that, you know? So that was super important for me. And then I started making it once I finally like perfected the color that I wanted, I wore it and I posted and I'm like, again, this is before anything. I was like, would you guys buy this color? And the feedback that I am like, oh my God, yes. And so I'm like, all right, then I guess now solstice is beauty. <laughs> And that's literally how it started because so many people would ask me, then an idea was planted. I did the research. I got angry and I'm like, oh no, this is happening. Um, I would see people like, for example, when Kylie Jenner came out with the lip kit and I was just, I, would, I was always angry because I'm like, oh, this is not even, you know, it's, it's 
somebody that has paid to have lips like a lot of the you know right. uh natural right. things that we have right. so i was just like all right now i'm doing this this is you know this is happening and it just i mean like i said it's something that i've been passionate about for like ever and even with my mom like her doing cosmetology, you know, I would always, always like love lipstick. So it was natural and it was just like a blend. And from there, it was just like, once, once people were like, I would buy this, I'm like, all right, let's see if you guys would buy it. <laughs> so like, I guess here's a question for you. I, I don't, again, with makeup and lipstick, where do you go to get that made? Like who, like, like how do, who do you even call and say, Hey, I want this manifest. Like, I don't, like, I got to Google that. I'm about to Google that right Who do, who do you, who do you know? And literally what you have is the research part. You right. Know? Like you're making it for yourself, but now you about to make it in mass quantity now. Yeah. Like, where do you, like, where do you even, I mean, I know you research, but just like a little snippet behind the curtain. Like, how do you even know? Like, where do you go? Like, well, so the good thing about even just like finding, right. You're, and it takes a while. So like, um, literally you have to ask them for samples and like, be on the phone for hours and like seeing, you know, for me, it was like, where are these like factories located, you know, and can I get to it? Can I talk to somebody? And so, you know, all of these things through that research process, um, once it was, it was a lot of like trial and error, you mm. know, sending it to someone. And then like, once you get the product and you don't like it, or, you know, something just doesn't feel right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty much, it, it gets more, um, and what I want people to understand too, like the more, uh, what are those called? Like the more stipulations that you have in terms of what you want to do, it narrows it down. So like you, yes, there are a lot of plants that do it right. Can they do a vegan lips? You know, can, can they match that like vegan formula or can, you know, for me, what was important too, is having it us based, like it is cheaper to have it made in China, you know, do I want that? Like, no. So there were certain things that, again, for myself that I'm like, these have to check off my list. It narrows it down and then it's doable. Like to actually go through each of like, who's going to manufacture it and go through each one and be like, oh, okay. It's not a huge list again, because I have so many of those things like us based it's vegan you know and and making sure that i have control over a lot i mean listeners i want y'all to hear this loud and clear i mean we always talk about you know everybody wants that money but they don't understand the work you got put into it mm -hmm. there's a lot of work out here i mean if i heard just telling me this i'm like man i'm getting tired thinking about like good god <laughs> she going i mean this and that you know i mean but i like the one of the reasons why I wanted you to have you on the show because you were doing this and you were doing spectacular things. And I want to show first, I want to see a, a, a woman that's kicking ass right now, a Latina crushing it right now. And you know, because represent, representation matters. Yeah. It does matter. And to see somebody else doing it, you're like, how are they doing? What are they doing? I see a lot of women that I know who do makeup and do for proms and stuff like that. And, and Sephora, and I'm like, Come on, there gotta be a black makeup person. There gotta be a company out there that represents me or looks like you that we can get that makeup from instead of Sephora. Yeah, they might can get the price for dirt cheap, probably because they mass quantity, but Sephora not cheap. No. I know that I used to buy cologne out there, John. I, <laughs> I used to go, you know, but I just know what it is. It is what it is in there, you know. 
So and you don't have sales, so no, ain't no sales, ain't no sales. Like you said, like in the beginning, like you said, it's like Ralph Lauren, ain't no sales, and Ralph Lauren, yeah. you're, just, you're getting what you pay for. All right, folks, and we'll be right back after these messages. The No Picks After Dark podcast is fueled by Zeke's Coffee. Have you tried their coffee yet? I'm telling you, there is something different about it. Maybe it's because they roast their beans in a fluid coffee roaster, which provides the most accurate roasting temperatures and made with love. You will just have to check it out for yourself and try their delicious food while you're at it. Open now for curbside service, carryout, and delivery. And they also do wholesale. Visit Zeke's Coffee at 4719 Harper Road. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday, 8 to 5 p.m. Kitchen closes at 3 p.m. Or visit Zeke'sCoffee.com and you too can be fueled by Zeke's. You you grab this makeup thing, you got it going. You got people in, involved. Are you ready to quit your day job? Are you are you ready? Like, I mean, I'm saying like at that point, like, because it's taking up, it's 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. You work in probably 10 hours or 12 hours minimum for a startup. Yeah. For a startup, okay? Yeah. How do you have time to deal with the, with your business? Are you by yourself or do you have family helping you or is it just like you? All right. So it is just me. Okay. Right? Um, the help that I do have, well, last year when, you know, um, meetups and, and events were actually a thing, <laughs> I was doing pop-ups and I did have um, my mom and my brother and my cousin <laughs> all hey. joining me, like all hands, whatever hands I could get, you know, they were, they were happy to support, which was great, you know? That was last year again when I had when we when we had that this year very different um you know I only had had one event for Solstice earlier this year which was amazing but after that it's all been virtual um but the long hours so like so the question you asked was like when are you ready to quit your day job right, right. that was the first one yeah I am uh, like a the most realistic person you'll ever meet. Okay, keep it real. And so for me, it's like no, not until you, uh, not until one like not only can Solstice pay for the salary right that that I deserve or and or the team, um, but for me it's like one I'm I'm also funding Solstice right. So if if I'm, you know, I'm, I've had a great year, but at the same time I want to grow and that takes money. And, you know, that takes a lot of like, um, slow, you know, slowly, you're not only getting back, but you're putting that money back into your business. And so for me, honestly, not until that, like you've exceeded what you can make that. Yeah. I can be here full time. Um, the other thing too, is that, I still am a firm believer that like, if I can learn on someone else's dime, Hello. then I am going to stick with that as well, because it's not only, and I hope people that like listen to this as well, it's like, you know, you can really use your full time and you know, the, the job that you have your nine to five, like it's not a bad thing to have a nine to five and that nine to five could really like sharpen the skills that you want to um, on someone else's dime. Because again, you're doing it for another company, you know? And for me, that passion still lies. Like I don't for a second, the, the work that I do for my full time, I'm proud of it, you know? So I'm always working and not just like half-assing it because 
oh, it's not mine, you know? No, just be prideful in your work. Um, and so for me, it's a mix of like, no, I need and want multiple streams of income. And so for me, it's like, do I want, yes, I want my business to grow so much that it's like paying me, but that's not going to be the only thing I'm going to have. So I'm going to have multiple streams of income. And in order for me to do that, again, you have to balance on how much hours and things you're putting into each, each of those. So. Yeah. I, um, now are is your products in stores right now? Are you, where not, you yet. not yet. So that's, the, is that the next move we're looking yeah. to get? So how are people be able to buy your product? Online. Online. Right now, your website. Online at solsticebeauty.com and it's S-O-L-S-I-S. Well, see, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We're gonna we gonna get there. We're gonna get to the, we're gonna get to the social media. <laughs> yeah, right now it's just <laughs> look at you marketing, marketing 101. You on it. You know, someone is so excited listening, they're like, oh, let me. <laughs> you know they are, you know they are. You know, I I I I the podcast for what I, what I do is I like to embrace community. I like to embrace pods of people who are doing great things, role models, people who are doing so many excellent things out here. And I'm very excited to have you on because you know what? You were doing some things that's outstanding, but you're telling people the real story, not this, what you see on TV, not what you see on IG. It's not real. These are things that you got to go through on the real, like it's real work every single day of the week, you know? So I appreciate you telling people the real about it. So now you have another gig. Okay. You have a podcast. You know I was gonna talk about that. You can't. You know I couldn't leave that. We'll go back to the beauty section, but we're gonna talk about. So where did that come from? Because that's that. Okay, we we, we had twenty four hours. You got twelve at the at the one gig at the main job. Now you, and then you got the beauty section. How'd you put the podcast in? What's so you know the podcast. Um, I I am co-host with my best friend um, Brittany Brin, who lives in St. Thomas. Shout out Brittany St. Thomas. And um, we've had this idea for years. Um, this year, with everything going on with COVID and we were, everybody was online. And I know for myself too, I was missing the connection. I was missing people. Um, I didn't think I would, but I do. That's how I know I'm an extrovert maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and so during, um, especially during the, right in the midst of like, the resurfacing of Black Lives Matter. I want to say resurfacing because this has been an issue that's been like on forever, you know? Um, most people, I feel like this year, maybe were awakened, but it's not an issue that's new to our communities, right? So, but during that time, there was a lot of like, we felt it, my best friend and I, pain and like a need for wanting to be together. So we started doing these lives, the IG lives, and we got such, again, such good feedback. So I'm a huge like advocate for testing, right? Like if you have an idea or a business, anything, right? A project, like test it out. So I told Brittany like, hey, let's go live each week. And we began to plan outlines. We began to, you know, see what people ask, like what topics do you guys want? Engage people. And then from there, once we did a good amount, we knew we wanted to keep going. And then that was, hey, let us, let's sit, plan through. We're making a podcast, you know? And it was, it was the perfect time. It's funny, right? It was the perfect time, right in the midst of like the busiest I have ever been. But it was super, super necessary. And I felt like not only did it align with 
everything I had going on, it's necessary. Because the other piece too is like, I do love to blog, but I don't have the time to sit anymore and like really write. And so for uh, like for the podcast, it's like, I still have that piece of like connecting with people and getting like my own, you know, audience, like give them my thoughts and, 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 any, and everything that I was kind of doing on my blog, but in a different platform in a different way. And so with the help of Brittany, honestly, because she does the editing on it. I, I, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have the time. And like, you know, too, that, that, that is a huge piece of it is the editing. So props to you for doing it all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's how, you know, the podcast started and Am I busy? Oh my God, yes. Folks, it's folks, it's a great podcast. I I, I listen to it every week when it was out. Um, they had really great uh, guests on. Uh, just very informative, and I really appreciate what you guys are doing. And it's like a different avenue, different lane. And you know, it was good to actually hear a black woman, Latina woman talking. I didn't want to. Is you know I, that's what I want to hear. I've heard I've heard from everybody else my whole entire life going to school if you know what I'm talking about so I, I wanted to hear a different point of view and I just want to keep on keep on keep on doing what you guys are doing so shout out to your podcast you gonna, you. we'll plug that into we'll plug it into we'll plug that in we'll wait for the end but yeah, yeah. That, and that was the biggest thing you know is perspective and representation like for us especially you know um the other thing too is that like I feel like the you know the same thing that you just said like so many people would would um, ask us for our perspective on things. And I just think in general, the biggest eye opener that this podcast has given myself and Brittany and I talk about it all the time is that people are getting super comfortable with us, people that we don't even know, which is amazing because they have never had a conversation with let's say someone from the Caribbean, someone from St. Thomas, they haven't had a conversation with someone that's Salvadorian, don't really know, right? Even where El Salvador is. And to me, that's amazing because where we are now and like what we should encourage in general is just that like, just accepting and like just an innate curiosity. It's okay that you don't know all the answers and that you don't know everything, but just like opening up that conversation. Nice. I, li I like that. It's funny because, you know, the first thing, like I had my elder family members and cousins like, you mean, you, you, you want a radio? I'm like, no, I'm not on the radio. <laughs> like, oh, you, you want internet? I'm like, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, you must be making big money. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, it doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. And they're like, oh, well, keep, keep on doing what you're doing. And I'm, you know, again, when I started this, it was for my son. You know, when my son was born, I was like, I want somebody, I want my son to remember his dad and his friends is always going to be on audio. It's always going to be there. He can look back 30, 40 years. If I'm not around, my voice is still there. He can be proud of his dad. Talking with amazing people that he, his dad knew. People that can inspire him going forward. And that's one of the main things I started. And then it created a life of its own. And you guys probably know that too. It creates a life of its own. And you're just like, I'm not going to fight it. I'm just going to go with it. So kudos to what you guys are doing. I can't wait for your new season to come out. I'm excited yes. for that. I, we'll plug that too because I, I saw the preview. I was like, uh oh, it's coming yeah. out, coming back. So, and again, mm -hmm. you're one of the few podcasts that I listen to. One of the few. I listened to probably about 10, but that's about I listened to a lot more when I drove to work. <laughs> but I've been working from home since March. Yeah, so times have changed. Times have changed. So, 
pandemic, you said something that was very interesting earlier about lipstick. Mm-hmm. How are you combating COVID? Because, I mean, yeah, people got those beautiful bright red colors or shades, but I can't see it. How would So how do you pivot and you market yourself like, I mean, people, I mean, have people, you can't even see them. All you see is their eyes. So how are you doing it? How are you pivoting your business to make it work with COVID? Yeah. So the funny part is that, um, one, my lipsticks are so good (laughs) 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 that they last all day. No, but in all seriousness. So my friend, um, last week when, when, before I left to Houston, I literally like, um, I had a photo shoot at night. Like I was exhausted, but she was like, oh, you need to do a TikTok video um, showing like how you wear your lipstick. You can wear it all day with a mask and it won't smudge. And it's it's mm. true. And I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll do that when I find time. But it's true. So like at least with mine now with the glosses is a little different. Yes, that will definitely smudge and stick. But at least with the with the lipstick. So two things at the start of the pandemic, you know, the craziest thing is that my cousin, she's a podiatrist. So she was going in like, you know, and where's, where's a mask. But she told me that she would always, she still got ready. And I've seen this a lot. People still get ready. And even if they're going to wear a mask, she would wear um, the lipstick, the boss lipstick. And she said it would last all day. But even if it didn't, like it just, it made her feel better. And I think that the biggest thing that I, anyone like even through the pandemic that one thing I've learned too, especially with women is that we're not necessarily doing this to be seen. It's how it makes us feel. Uh, And so at the end of the day, so my business has flourished this year, you know, and, and some could argue like, well, no one is wearing makeup Um, that you know of, because I know a lot of girls too, people that are staying home. Right. Um, they're now experimenting because there's also nothing else to do. So <laughs> you people have the time now to kind of um, basically anything that you wanted to do that you didn't necessarily like could sit. So people have been experimenting with makeup and especially with lipsticks and different colors. So for me, it has been, again, like a moment that I began to, hey, no, I thought I was going to need to stop, but no, it just made, it forced me to be like, no, this goes beyond it, which is the whole reason why I started it, right? Like it starts with beauty within. We have these tools that are makeup and we have these tools like lipstick that just like exacerbate, like, you know, bring that to, to, to the surface. But like, yeah, if I want to feel good, not only am, am I going to, you know, put something on, I'm still going to just like play the part. So it meant so much to me that people, again, in the healthcare healthcare field, like my cousin would tell me that she would put it on still and it would say it, it didn't, you know. So once I heard that, I'm like, wow, people are not stopping, you know. So some people, yeah, they might be like, oh, I don't go to work, so I don't like wear anything. I know for myself, I was like that for a little bit, but then I'm like, oh, no, if I have a meeting, if I have a, you know, I, I still want to look good. No, no, I, it is <laughs> funny. I see the people I work with, you know, some of the, some of the ladies come on, full makeup, everything on, and I, I respect that. That's, hey, and I like how you said the inner beauty. I like that. I really like that a lot. I never thought of it that way. So that's why I'm glad you brought that up. I, 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 <laughs> No, it was good. It was good. So, so business is what they would call booming right now. Holiday time, you're probably cranking it out holiday time. 
holiday gifts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Where do you see your company like with the next five years? Where do you see it going? Where what do you think? What are your thoughts? Five years. Ooh, I wanna I wanna be in stores, you know? Okay. I wanna be in Sephora next to Fenty Beauty. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> no, but I, I definitely wanna be in stores and and grow and expand and the reach, right? Like I just wanna be able to like reach more people and um be able to, you know, ship fast and it not just be me. So definitely just growth. Um building a team and just building, uh, you know, being more innovative with like products and like, you know, starting different ones. I have like, people always send me their ideas, like, please start a makeup. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That is <laughs> you know, way down the line, but I hope, you know, dream big. Right. Nice. So in five years, that that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for is for it to be at that point where it's just kind of like now, like, new new products right um that i can create and be more a part of the business so that it's established and in stores nice so it's because crazy like i mean people when i was like yeah i interview jojo they're like she's legit she always hustling she working hard and i was like all right tell me a little bit more about her because i had like i said i'll do research before i put anything on the show i'm like all right who is this person why are they sticking out to me? What, what is some of the qualities, traits are doing? And I was like, everybody came back. She's a hard worker. She's crushing it out here. And it was just like all positive feedback. Just FYI, I'm sure you already knew that already, but it was, like you said, it was a different arena for me. And I was like, okay, makeup, I can, I can work with this. I can see what's going on, educate, educate myself and whatnot. So again, like, let's talk about one more thing and then we'll go to my rapid fire. How okay. do you become a TikTok star? Oh my god. Can we talk about TikTok? Can we talk about it? Because I always I always joke about TikTok and reels. And so one day I go on my gram and I see you like doing some rock star stuff. And I'm like, and you were like, I had like, I mean, maybe I, tell me the right number. It was like a crazy number that you had people that viewed this one thing. Like when when you saw that number go up and up, I know you were like, this is crazy. Like, what would you, or, or did you think this is meant to be? No, never, honestly. So when I, so I was sitting on that video, right? Cause I, sometimes when I get the urge or creativity, um, I'll just go and I'll record a whatever. Now the thing with TikTok was one, you know how like some, some people, when you get to know me, you know, my sense of humor, but that doesn't necessarily translate like on Instagram, right? Or my blog, like unless someone like personally knows you. So with my sense of humor or even just like how much I love music. So I've always been like the friend that like raps all the lyrics and <laughs> ad libs, especially like they just, I just love it. Right. So <laughs> um, over the summer, I don't even remember what day. So I just decided to do that video. I was sitting on it. So I, and then I was like, oh, I guess I'll post it. Oh my God, I posted it and um, I had the caption like, if I was a rapper, that's who I would be, which is a, um, a Latin rapper, mm-hmm. Anuel. And so, and he's big right now. He's super big, but like the, it was a joke because he was just doing basically ad libs to the, to the other guy. And so I'm like, all right, I'll do it. And so, oh my God, like once it started going and going, it was like thousand, <laughs> five thousand views, then I was like, what? So it was like 10,000. I'm like, wow. And then it was like 30,000. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Right. 
And so once it started, I mean, I think when I posted it, I think I had my caption like, this has gotten like 70,000 views. Right. It's at, I think it's like at 180 now. And so once I started, like so many people said, I was, I was just like, what? People really like this? And so many messages, like I get kept getting like, I can't stop watching this. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm just making fun of it. Like I'm just pretending, you know? So then I was just like, all right, let me test this out. Let me see if people really like, again, right. That's me. I just, let me test it out. Let me make a couple more videos. So I made one bad bunny and daddy Yankee. Yep, and then that one started going off too. So then I was like, what the heck made another one. And so from there I was just like, okay, all right, now I'm I, now I now I'm gonna start to like strategize a little more right. because so many followers started coming in, and granted, like I said, like I never touched TikTok this year. I would always watch. I love videos, but I never actually like would put content out there. And so once I started, like really was like, let me actually sit and like think this through. You know, I. I have my goal, like I really want to get to 10,000 followers by the end of the year, which is like two weeks away. I don't know <laughs> if that'll happen, but um, so I just started and then I added that to my roster. I was like, all right, now I have to, and I want people to know anybody that creates these TikTok videos, so much thought and so much energy and time goes into it. Mm-hmm. Gosh, like one video takes me about like two hours. Mm. And so it has been very time consuming, but it's very rewarding when like, again, people like appreciate it, I guess. So the one, so then I did, um, and there is a strategy to mine. I can't speak to anybody else. Like the strategy I always like like to have is like, again, you know, anything that's like um, popular. So like content that's popular right now, but the last one, um, so the one that I did that went, even more, I haven't posted this one. I posted on TikTok. I haven't posted on Instagram is with Carol G. And she's also, you know, like a rapper slash singer um, who is also Anuel's fiance, just fun fact. Oh, wow. So I did a video of her. That one has, from the last time I checked, has 292,000 views. Wow. And so that one was a little more strategic. Um, I put a little bit of controversy in that one in the sense that they were, they are engaged and there was rumors that something had broken off. Granted, she said something in that, in the video that me singing her song, um, she said something that could have been taken. Like she was taking a shot on on what it wasn't true. And I knew that, like, I don't care, you know, to me it's like gossip. I don't, I don't really care. But anyways, I mean, people in the, it was amazing to watch and people are so invested. And that's the thing, right? When you're looking at social media, people really get invested in the content if it's good or if they're like really just invested in these people or music. So to me, I'm just like, all right, well, I'm slowly building this like community (laughs) in like TikTok and it's, it's really fun. It is work, but it's work that I enjoy. And honestly, yeah, that's, my I want to like at least TikTok has like a creators fund so you can mm. make money off of it. Okay. Um and that's like very like that's a huge incentive for me. I'm like, hey, why not? Um and I do have friends that actually make money off of it. Wow. And so 
so yeah, so that has been TikTok. And, and since then, I have two other ones that have kind of, you know, have taken off. I say go like anything, if it reaches 10,000, I'm just like, wow, I'm accomplished. Now, have you ever thought about integrating TikTok over to Soulless Beauty and trying to get that market to come and look at your other, I'm just curious marketing wise, because yeah. you have, since you have those eyes on you, yes. can you integrate your product in there and say, shop here or get this from here? Yes. So the funny thing is that I started, so my TikTok username was Solstice Beauty. Okay. I changed it recently to Joycita, the CEO, which is like, since that's like what my family calls me and my TikTok is more like Spanish speaking, okay. um, but it's still aligned with the CEO. So people still kind of know that it's me. Good, good. I changed it because originally I was like, I'm going to create content and I still do in my bio. It's like, I only wear Solstice Beauty lipstick yes. in all my videos, mm -hmm. right? That's kind of where, again, I can align my business. But what I began to see was I started an own Solstice Beauty account because I want to create that with more content with other people's content and it be more geared towards beauty. The difference was that I mean, it's just so different with TikTok because you go into like a realm, right? And so mm. my realm has just been like music and like Latino TikTok. So it's very, there, and it's crazy, right? Cause TikTok is you, your food TikTok or dancing TikTok. Like, so once I, I'm like, okay, I don't also want to like confuse my followers, right? Like mm. clearly they see this entertaining side eventually. Absolutely. Because I will always incorporate, you know, Solstice Beauty and begin to like my, I think the, the URL right now is the Solstice Beauty. So but yeah, it started off that way. And I really had plans again to like grow that into it, but it has kind of evolved into its own thing. Um, <laughs> and so I'm going to keep rocking with this own thing while incorporating, you know, my brand. But I also was just like, let me just create Solstice Beauty's own account so that I can just gear that towards just like having great content for like makeup. Now, are you doing tutorials for that on social media right now for just like just makeup and lipstick? I know I saw. I haven't, like, I haven't done much. What I do do, though, is I have other people um, like other influencers. Um, so I've partnered a lot with them because sometimes like at least for myself, like so the name of the brand is Soul Sisters, right? Um, Soul Sisters. And like for me, it's a sisterhood. Mm -hmm. And so the sisterhood is like super real for me so I always like love putting other people at the face of my business so like I know people like to and not this is gonna sound conceited I know like I know people like to see me but I like to showcase other people <laughs> and so it's, especially with Solstice Beauty I love letting other people kind of do those types of tutorials so they're they are there um and I'll just begin to use them more um this upcoming year because I feel like it's very beneficial all right, so we, we got through the questions. I know you're sweating over there. I know you're tired, but we're going to do rapid fire. This is like one of the last parts. Before parts we do rapid fire, can I say one last thing? Because you have touched upon this, and I think I really, really love that you touched upon it. And I also just really want people to know just yeah. how much time and effort goes into <laughs> working. Because, um, like, what I really, really hope that people get from this is like sometimes you just have to prioritize and like make time for everything 
someone asked me like literally a week ago, like, how do you have time to do everything? Right. And it's literally like, I have put things in a bucket of like must do's. So once I, the same way that you get up to go to work, that's a must do, right? Like you have to, is the same way that like from, if I finish at 530, I'll eat. And then like from six to 11, it's whether it's like solstice, I had a photo shoot in my house because of COVID. Um, I had to travel because my brother was getting married and I only had a certain amount of time, but I had to get it done, you know? So to me, it was like, if I do not do this, like I didn't have, like I prioritize that. And I always like tell people, especially on my social media, I try to like really, at least in my stories now, portray how much stuff I have going on. Um, because that is a reality of it. Like, and I really want people to understand that like, it takes a lot of hard work Mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to put in the work. And sometimes that is not like, you can't put a um, money on that. Right. Like my tiredness, like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and so I got up, would get up early um, and just try to, again, prioritize those buckets into like your must do's at the end of the day, I had to do that photo shoot. The only time I could do it was Monday night. And so if I know that that's the only time, that's just what I have to do. I was exhausted. And then I had to wake up at 7 a.m. the next day to work a 15 hour day. So, you know, just all of that, like, I just really do hope that everyone and like all your listeners, like, and I know, you know, you know, this as well. Like there are times where you don't want to keep going, but like, you got to keep going. <laughs> no, it, every, you know, it's funny. I had a conversation with a friend and a podcaster who was in Baltimore. And he's like, people don't understand the work we put in. It's, doing a podcast is a full-time job. Oh, yeah. And we produce them. I, like, I know I've gone nonstop since July, J- mid-July, every week. Been new ones every week. And I'm actually wrapping up right now. This is it for a while. I'm, like, shutting it down. And I was talking to my fellow podcast. He's like, man, this, this is a lot of work. I'm like, I know people don't want to put the work in. People don't understand what you're doing behind the scenes. People understand like you are really late at night writing down notes. You know, I mean, you saw, I sent you a whole thing, like a list of like questions, just so we had like a good background, what we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. And that takes time, you know, sitting up. So it's, so I, what you do, I'll commend you, salute you for everything you've done and keep on doing it. Keep on pushing. That's the big thing. Keep on pushing. And, Thank you. It pops to you too, because I do see your content and coming from someone that's in marketing and you put out like you are very consistent, which is like, it is very hard. <laughs> and uh, even you, you, see, you see what I got. I stayed, yes. I stayed and then with even just with the videos, like all that that's editing. Like, I mean, you do an amazing and amazing job and just putting out, like I said, you have a lot of content. Like when I looked at the time, I'm like, wow, I have like a lot to choose from. Like, what do I want to listen to? And that's amazing. So kudos to you. Hey, hey, I I wanted to get you on the show because like I said, you, you're doing amazing things out here. Seriously. And just keep on doing it. I want somebody to listen be like, wow, that, that's, that's how she does it. Wow. And like what you said was very important. You must do list. You must do. You got to get it done. Like I told you today, I said, my microphone messed up. But we're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna keep rolling. We're gonna make it happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna get then the worst part, like said, editing, getting that lab, put my headphones on, and like, all right, we're gonna get the sound right. We're gonna make it sound sound good. You know what I mean? 
So, so I always tell, I always joke around, and say if John B can sound good, uh, not John B, but uh, Robin Thicke, because I don't think he can sing. <laughs> Robin Thicke can sing. I can make anybody's voice sound good. So, but uh, not John. John B was original Croner. I don't know if you know about John B. That's us old school. John B was back when like Jody seen our whole crew back in the day. But uh, rapid fire, ready? Yeah. Ready? Ready? Okay. All right. Here we go. What inspires you every day? My mom and books. Your favorite author then? Your favorite author? Eckhart Tolle and Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. Okay. Your favorite music group? That's hard. Can I do a genre? Like my favorite? Okay. 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 Go ahead. Because I love music so much. Beyonce, Jay-Z, my favorite rapper. Salsa, Mark Anthony. And then Soka, Michelle Montano. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I don't know. That one's too hard because either Babyface or Usher. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. Babyface, I can play that all day. Yes. Uh, your best, your favorite brunch meal? Chicken and waffles, hands down. Okay, so then where's your favorite place for brunch then? Homemade in Locust Point. Okay, okay, okay. Um, flats or drums? Drums. Blue cheese or ranch? Blue cheese. All right, all right. We are then. All right. Favorite city to visit? Ooh, Miami and New York City. Okay. And well, we we already said, but it was do like a dance. So obviously, I seen it TikTok videos. That's where I was going with that. So obviously, what music genre do you like to dance to? Ooh, everything. But honestly, I love salsa. I love soca music, and um. Trap. <laughs> hey, hey! They used to have salsa music classes at Little at Havana Club downtown yeah, Baltimore. I've been. There. That was back. That was back in the day. So yes, I was there back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I knew all the spots too. There's the Latin Palace too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Yeah. Oh, the Latin Palace. Oh man. Oh yeah. What is the best advice you've ever received? Um, I'll say, so this was in regards to relationship advice, but it has stuck with me so much. So I'll, I'll say that I think it applies to everything though. Um, I had asked somebody like they had been together for years, married, like what was a secret? And I loved her response. She had told me like, we're always on the same page. Like we might not, we might be in the, like, I might be in the beginning, he might be at the end of the page, but we're always trying to get all this. So we're always on the same page. And so I love that because I feel, and it's helped me. And I think it applies to not only personal relationships, um, even business, like a lot of misunderstandings or miscommunications lead to just like, again, not being on the same page. If you can establish that and you can be on the same page with whether it's your boss, your coworker, it avoids a lot of confusion. And especially with like, you have a partner, a significant other, you know, just aiming to be on the same page, I feel like is, is helps so much um, with any type of relationship. So I've always kind of taken that to heart. And for me, it's always like, you'll hear me say that a lot with like, hey, let's get on the same page. <laughs> I like that, I like that. So this to pl- part, plug all everything, plug the businesses, Plug everything, plug everything. We want everybody to okay. hear, support. We want to make sure 
that was supporting you and um, just everything, just whatever. You got so many, so I'm going to let yeah. you take it. Okay, so you can follow me on Instagram at Jojo the CEO. Follow Solstice Beauty on Instagram at Solstice Beauty. That is S-O-L-S-I-S Beauty. Um, and then where you can get and see the website and the products. And I have some like handmade accessories on the site is www.solstissebeauty.com. Um, my blog is jojotheceo.com and TikTok is Joycita, the CEO. <laughs> um, that's J-O-Y-C-I-T-A. And what else? I think, I think, oh, Talk That Talk podcast. Follow talk. Um, and that's also on Instagram. So it's talk that talk um, uncensored on Instagram or talk that pod on Twitter because we're also on Twitter and talk that talk uncensored on Apple Podcasts, Google, everything, wherever you stream any type of podcast, that's where you can find it. Um, the new season starts January 6th, I believe. Is that the, yes, January 6th. So season two, but you can go in and check in season one. And so I believe that is all of my um, businesses. Hey, it's all good. It's all, you. like I said, you you are working hard for it. You're doing a great job from what I see on my end. And I have them but respect and everything what you're doing. So I'm honored to have you on my show because it's just you're a busy person and you made time to sit down and talk with me. And I mean, I remember when we first spoke on the phone, you're like, oh, um, I, I don't know if I can make the interview in November. I got some things going on. And I felt like I was like, well, she she witness protection. She called real quiet. And then four days, and then two days later, she's on Rachel Ray. I'm like, ah, oh, damn, she's on Rachel Ray. We didn't even talk about that. We even talk about that, right? Right. Oh, I know. And we've been like, I had to, there was certain stuff too, where I just had to be so secretive because they would not let me, you know, say that I, that I was going to be on Rachel Ray and announce that it like was going to be with Barbara Cochran. And, um, and the last thing too, was that in style magazine has named Solstice Beauty, one of 11 top Latina owned brands to like support and follow. So being on that list, was the highlight of my year, honestly. I am next to um, Jessica Alba's cosmetic company and um, and a huge other influencer that I like love, Camila Coelho. So that was that was that was very. Hey, awesome. folks, we got we got we got a big time star on the show right now. Don't <laughs> don't don't sleep on her. She is doing big things. Do not sleep on her. She don't come to me a year later. Didn't you interview her? Yeah, see, she was, she was, she was, she, she opened that, she's free now. You know, a year later, she ain't, she gonna be talking to her personal assistant, talking to her. Just so y'all, personal assistant, like, hey, can I get that interview maybe in two years or when it's or never? Got 15 minutes to talk. So again, thank you so much, Miss Jojo, for coming on the show. So it's been a blessing. That. And we, we pray, we, everything we can do, make it happen. Just, just nothing but, love and just keep on doing it keep on pushing that's the name that's that motto keep on pushing 2021 just keep on pushing if you can survive through a pandemic you can survive through anything all right that is true thanks so much for having me that's all good folks love peace and happiness we out <laughs>